Hey guys, just a little quick editor's note here. Uh, I wanted to apologize for the quality of this episode not being the greatest sound-wise. Uh, I was having some issues with recording in Audacity. I had a lot of issues with the audio dropping, so I actually had to record this through Skype. So I just wanted to apologize for the quality, if that bothers anybody. Anyways, enjoy the episode. Hello everyone listening to this. I hope you all are doing well. Hope you're happy and healthy. Uh, before we start this episode, I'd like to acknowledge some recent things that have happened. First of all, the day one premium live event is apparently no longer taking place. Secondly, there have been promo reels recently on NXT hyping up the return of the man we are here to discuss. This scenario was written before either of these things went into effect. I take great pride in creating fun scenarios that make sense but are also paralleled to today's product. And I feel like I've done well with this. But this scenario will include the day one premium live event, and our guy will be on the main roster instead of NXT. With that clarified, let's get into it. In 2013, a man by the name of Donovan Dijak would make his professional wrestling debut. He would take the independent wrestling scene by storm and sign a contract with Ring of Honor soon after, where he won the prestigious top prospect tournament he would stay with ring of honor until the summer of 2017 and very shortly after this he would be signed to wwe in 2018 he would make his official debut in nxt as dominic dijakovic and he would put on classics with the likes of keith lee adam cole roger strong and damian priest he showed all the potential in the world and had all the tools to succeed in wwe but in September of 2020, he would be brought up to the main roster. And yeah, this is when things took a turn for the worse. Instead of Dominic Dijakovic, we got something completely different. We got T-Bar. Since then, T-Bar has easily been one of the biggest flops in the history of main roster call-ups. And the less said about it, the better. Since then, fans have been begging for the return of Dominic Dijakovic. And at this present moment, with the new direction that WWE is going in, we may be getting this sooner than later. So, with the speculation being as high as ever, I welcome you to the Four Sides Podcast. I am your host, Caleb Carter, and this is how I would turn T-Bar back into Dominic Dijakovic. Hey, it's Warhorse, and you're listening to the Four Sides Podcast. And don't forget... To tell all your little baby dork ass friends to listen to the Foresight Podcast too. Otherwise, Warhorse is gonna rule your ass! On the episode of Raw after Crown Jewel, we see Omos in action against T Bar, a face that hasn't been seen on Monday Night Raw in quite some time. T-Bar does everything he can to put up a fight, but the power of Omos is too much, and Omos picks up the win in dominant fashion. But after the match, we see T-Bar slowly getting up. When he gets up, he's frustrated. He goes to the outside of the ring and starts throwing chairs around. He kicks the barricade and yells in rage. He doesn't know what it's going to take to get a break around here. After the commercial, we see T-Bar walking backstage, and he is interviewed about what's going through his head right now. T-Bar says, with everything from retribution to chasing the 24-7 championship to now, things clearly aren't working out for me. He takes a deep breath and then says, this is the last time 
you will ever see T-Bar. The interviewer asks what he means by this, but T-Bar walks away without saying anything more. That same night, T-Bar changes his profile picture to a black background and goes quiet on social media for two weeks. Two weeks later on Raw, we see Akira Tozawa in the ring ready to compete. Then a familiar song that hasn't been heard in quite some time plays and the crowd catches on and cheers. It's the return of Dominic Dijakovic. He makes his entrance and he says his famous catchphrase, feast your eyes. The bell rings and Dijakovic takes the fight to Tozawa. Dijakovic dominates Tozawa, hitting him with the feast your eyes to get the win. Dijakovic celebrates and is much more happier than the last time we saw him. He is interviewed after the match, and he is asked about his change. Dijakovic says, last time we were here, I was ready to call it quits. But then I had a talk with Triple H, someone who's been a mentor to me ever since I was in NXT. He reminded me of who I really was and what Dominic Dijakovic is capable of. So T-Bar may be dead, but the day of Dijakovic is just getting started. So feast your eyes, because there's a lot more to come. In the following weeks, Dijakovic continues to rack up wins against local competitors. On the go-home Raw to Survivor Series, Omos picks up a dominant win against Cedric Alexander. After the match, Omos attacks him, but then Dominant Dijakovic's music hits and he rushes to the ring. Dijakovic saves Cedric Alexander and takes the fight to Omos. The power of Omos starts to get to Dijakovic, but as Dijakovic is lifted up for the double-handed choke slam, he gets a hand free and punches Omos to free himself. Dijakovic then clotheslines Omos out of the ring. Omos is shook by what just happened. Omos wants to fight more, but MVP instructs Omos to not go back. Dijakovic begs Omos to come back and yells, Try to beat me, big man. Let's go. MVP continues to tell Omos to not give in and says, We'll fight him in our own time. Dijakovic stands tall as Omos and MVP walk up the ramp. We are now at Survivor Series, and we see a dual-branded battle royal putting the stars of Raw against the stars of SmackDown. And both Omos and Dominic Dijakovic participate in this match, representing Monday Night Raw. However, things go south as Omos charges towards Madcap Moss, but Moss dodges it, and Omos eliminates Dijakovic instead. When Dijakovic comes to, he gets back up on the apron, and he pulls Omos out to eliminate him. The bad blood between these two giants continue as they brawl up the ramp and to the back. And later in the night, a YouTube exclusive clip is posted of these two continuing their fight backstage until security is able to break them up. Then Triple H exerts himself and says, if you two want to tear each other apart so badly, then you two can compete one-on-one -on, -one on Raw this Monday. But until then, we have a show to run. So if you two can't knock it off until then, you can just leave. Just then, Omos breaks free from security and continues to fight with Dijakovic. When they are broken up, Triple H ejects both men from the building. As Dijakovic is being dragged away, he screams to Omos, I'll see you on Monday, you big dumb son of a On the Raw after Survivor Series, Dominic Dijakovic is in the ring, and he's ready to take on Omos. 
Omos makes his entrance, but Dijakovic runs up the ramp and immediately takes the fight to Omos. These two brawl throughout the ringside area. The referee tries to get order, but there's no getting these two behemoths into the ring, and the match never starts. These two are destroying everything around them. The locker room comes out because Omos and Dijakovic once again have to be separated. This match has been thrown out. Back from the commercial break, these two are still being held back from one another, and Triple H once again ejects them from the building. But before this, Triple H tells the two men, next week, the three of us are going to have a sit-down and come up with a solution to this. The next week on Raw, we see Omos and MVP in Triple H's office as Dominic Dijakovic walks in. Security is on site in the event that another fight breaks out. Dijakovic is instructed to take a seat, and he does. Triple H then says, let's get down to business. I brought you two gentlemen in here today because you two obviously want to destroy one another. I gave you two the chance to have your match last week to settle things, and you all couldn't even do that. Instead, you all wanted to create more problems that I have to deal with. Dijakovic and Omos then start arguing amongst one another, and security steps in between them. Triple H says, enough, shut up and listen to me. Here's what we're going to do. At day one here in a few weeks, it's going to be Dominic Dijakovic against Omos in a street fight. You all can do whatever the hell you want to each other at day one. But until then, there will be no physical contact with each other. And if either one of you lay a hand on each other, then the match is off. Oh, and to throw in some incentive to make sure this match actually happens. The winner will be getting a United States Championship match. Triple H then instructs both men to sign a contract agreeing to this, and both men sign the contract while staring each other down. The match is official, but will these Titans be able to keep their hands off each other until their match at day one? Leading up to day one, both men continue to look dominant in their matches, and instead of laying their hands on each other, they play mind games by trying to put their opponents away faster than the other. This escalates as Dominic Dijakovic gets a dominant victory over Humberto Carrillo. But after the match, Omos interrupts Dijakovic's celebration as he is set to take on Angel Garza. Omos defeats Angel in convincing fashion, but he doesn't get the win as fast as Dijakovic did. And this is a huge momentum boost for Dijakovic going into day one. But on the go-home edition of Raw... Both men pick each other's opponents for the evening. Dijakovic picks Dolph Ziggler to take on Omos. And though Ziggler puts up a better fight than most, Omos still gets the win. Omos selects Otis from the Alpha Academy to take on Dijakovic. And the size of Otis proves to be more of a challenge. Dijakovic would still pick up the win, but it took him significantly longer to do so against a larger opponent. Will this be Dijakovic's downfall at day one? Speaking of day one, it is time for the showdown between Dominic Dijakovic and Omos. Both men have followed the no-contact clause, and they are ready to get their hands on each other more than ever. These two don't even get to make their full entrances, because as Dijakovic is making his entrance, he is jumped by Omos, and the match begins. The two giants take their battle all throughout the arena. Everything is legal in this street fight, and both men take advantage of this by using every weapon they can find from steel chairs to kindle sticks to even a crowbar. 
When they get to ringside, Omos sets up a table and tries to put Dijakovic through it. But Dijakovic counters and stuns Omos. He then steps up on the apron and hits a springboard moonsault, hitting Omos and sending him crashing through the table. Back in the ring, Omos targets Dijakovic's back throughout the match, while Dijakovic focuses his offense on Omos's arms. Later on, Dijakovic tries to lift Omos up for the Feast Your Eyes, but his back gives out, and this allows Omos to take control. Even later in the match, Omos goes for the double-handed chokeslam, but the damage to his arms prevents him from getting Dijakovic up, and Dijakovic regains control of the match. A pivotal moment in this match comes when Dijakovic has Omos on the top turnbuckle and is about to hit an avalanche move. However, Omos counters and hits Dijakovic with an avalanche choke bomb. Both men are exhausted and Omos can't capitalize on this. But then MVP gets involved and somehow pulls Omos onto Dijakovic for the pin and the referee counts one, two, Dijakovic kicks out. Too much time has passed. MVP then unleashes an attack on Dijakovic, but luckily Cedric Alexander makes the save. He still has beef with MVP and Omos after being assaulted by them a few weeks ago. He takes the fight to MVP and evens the odds. Then Omos and Dijakovic both get back to their feet and start trading punches. One punch sends Omos towards the ropes, and Omos hits a big boot on the Dijakovic. But Dijakovic bounces off the ropes and hits his signature cyclone kick. Omos is stunned, but not down. He then hits a discus clothesline, and it takes Omos off of his feet. Dijakovic goes under the ring and gets another table. He puts it in the ring and sets it up. But by the time he does this, Omos is recovered. He stuns Dijakovic and attempts a double-handed chokeslam through the table. But Dijakovic counters and goes behind Omos. He finds the strength to lift Omos for the feast your eyes. Dijakovic hits Omos's head with his knee and completes the move. Omos is stunned and Dijakovic places Omos onto the table. Dijakovic climbs to the top rope and hits a corkscrew moonsault to Omos through the table. Dijakovic covers Omos and the referee counts one, two, three. Dijakovic has defeated Omos. What a battle. Dominic Dijakovic now puts Omos behind him and feasts his eyes on his next goal of winning the United States Championship from Seth Rollins. The next night on Raw, Seth Rollins is seen bragging about his victory over Mustafa Ali at day one. But soon after, Dominic Dijakovic interrupts the celebration and makes his claim very clear. Seth mocks Dijakovic and says, You may be the number one contender, but that doesn't change the fact that you're not even close to my level. Dijakovic then says, Well, if that's the case, then you shouldn't have a problem putting that title on the line against me tonight. Rollins then asks the WWE Universe, how about it? Do you want to see Seth Rollins versus Dominic Dijakovic for the United States Championship here tonight? The crowd cheers as they are ready to see this match. But then Rollins does his classic laugh and says, not tonight, pal. I'm the star and we'll do this on my time. Rollins then goes to exit the ring. But instead of exiting, he tries to jump Dijakovic. But Dijakovic is ready and counters Rollins. He lifts Rollins up for the feast your eyes. 
but Rollins gets out of it and instantly retreats. Just then, we see Tommaso Ciampa, who jumps Dijakovic. They are set to take each other on. Rollins laughs as he walks up the ramp. After the commercial, we see a back-and-forth match between Dominic Dijakovic and Tommaso Ciampa. In the end, Dominic Dijakovic picks up the win and momentum heading into his future United States Championship opportunity. And on the next draw, we see a tag team match with Seth Rollins and Tommaso Ciampa taking on Dominic Dijakovic and Cedric Alexander. The match is competitive, and in the end, Rollins attempts a pedigree on Dijakovic, but Dijakovic counters and hits a feast your eyes for the win. Dominic Dijakovic has pinned the United States champion. This is a huge momentum booster, and it is announced on social media later in the week that Dijakovic will get his shot at the United States Championship next week on Raw. Jumping to this match, Seth Rollins defends his United States Championship against Dominic Dijakovic in a highly competitive match. Dijakovic takes the fight to Rollins and puts on an epic performance. The commentary team even puts over that not many people have taken the fight to Rollins like Dijakovic has. But in the end, Rollins is able to escape with the win with the roll-up pin and using the ropes for leverage. Seth Rollins retains the United States Championship, but it is apparent that Dijakovic is a major threat. Dijakovic would take the next week off of Raw, but he appears at the Royal Rumble. He enters in the number 14 spot in the Men's Royal Rumble match and puts on another dominant performance. He eliminates Alpha Academy, Los Lotharios, Mustafa Ali, and Shelton Benjamin and lasts an impressive 20 minutes in the match. This is an impressive performance for his first Royal Rumble match. Unfortunately, he is eliminated by Seth Rollins. At the end of the night, a returning Cody Rhodes would eliminate Seth Rollins to win the Royal Rumble match. On the Raw, after the Royal Rumble, a fatal four-way is held to determine who will challenge Seth Rollins for the United States Championship next week. After his impressive performance at the Royal Rumble, Dominic Dijakovic would put on yet another impressive performance and defeat Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander, and Tommaso Ciampa to earn another United States Championship match next week. Dijakovic gets this shot at Seth Rollins to open the next Raw, and he comes very close to winning the title on several occasions. However, Rollins would realize that he's in trouble, and he would walk out of the match, giving Dijakovic the win by countout. But Rollins is still the United States champion because the title cannot change hands on countout. After returning from the commercial, Rollins is interviewed backstage and asked about walking out on the match. Rollins says, I don't have time for guys like Dominic Dijakovic. I need to focus on making sure that Cody Rhodes doesn't make it to WrestleMania. But just then, Triple H walks in and confronts Rollins about his actions. Triple H says, that's not how things work around here. If you're a champion, you defend your championship, and you're not getting out of this. Later tonight, you will fight Dominic Dijakovic again for your United States Championship. And to make sure you don't walk out this time, there will be no countouts. This infuriates Rollins, but he has no choice as the match is made official. In jumping to later in the night, Dominic Dijakovic once again comes close to winning the title. But in the end, 
Dijakovic is about to hit the feast your eyes, but Rollins gets out of it. And once again, realizing that he's in trouble, he hits Dijakovic with a desperate low blow. The referee has no choice but to call for the bell. Dominic Dijakovic wins by disqualification, but Seth Rollins once again escapes with the belt. As Rollins is walking up the ramp, Triple H's music hits. Triple H once again confronts Rollins and says, Okay, you outsmarted me on this one. I'll give you that. So you can leave Raw tonight with your United States Championship. But next week, we're going to get a definitive winner. Next week, you defend the United States Championship against Dominic Dijakovic one more time. And this time, there will be no countouts and no disqualifications. There will be a winner next week. Rollins is once again infuriated, but has no choice but to accept the outcome. The main event of the next Raw is Seth Rollins versus Dominic Dijakovic. No countouts, no disqualifications. There must be a winner. The match is competitive and sees similar spots between their previous encounters. Rollins tries to escape, but Dominic Dijakovic goes after him and puts him back into the ring. As the match progresses, Rollins tries to end the match by rolling up Dijakovic and using the ropes for leverage, but the referee sees the feet on the ropes this time. Later on, we see the same spot from last week where Dijakovic tries to hit the feast your eyes, but Rollins once again counters and hits a low blow just like last week. Rollins rolls up Dijakovic after the low blow, and the ref counts one, two, no, Dijakovic somehow kicks out, and as Dijakovic is still laying in pain, Rollins is livid and throws a temper tantrum. He then sets up for the curb stomp, but as he goes to hit it, the music of Cody Rhodes hits, and Cody walks to the ring to taunt Seth Rollins. Rollins is distracted, and when he turns around, Dijakovic hits him with a cyclone kick. Dijakovic then sets Rollins up for the feast your eyes and hits it. Dijakovic pins Rollins and the ref counts one, two, three. Dominic Dijakovic is the new United States champion. He celebrates his first championship win in WWE as Raw goes off the air. It is now the go-home edition of Raw and Dominic Dijakovic celebrates his championship win. The crowd chants, you deserve it, and Dijakovic thanks all the fans for all of their support. He talks about all the hard work that he's done to reach this moment and states that he's going to be a fighting champion. But just then, Dijakovic is interrupted by Tommaso Ciampa, who makes his claim to be next in line for the United States Championship. Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali also come out to make their claims heard, and Triple H sets up a triple threat match with the winner challenging Dijakovic for the title at Elimination Chamber. Tommaso Ciampa ends up getting the win, and Dijakovic versus Ciampa is set up for Elimination Chamber. We are now at Elimination Chamber, and it is time for Dominic Dijakovic's first title defense against Tommaso Ciampa. The match is back and forth, and Ciampa puts up a great fight. He even hits Dijakovic with the fairy tale ending, but Dijakovic kicks out of it. Champa even kicks out of the Feast Your Eyes. In the end, Dijakovic hits Champa with a second Feast Your Eyes and retains the United States Championship. 
Dijakovic offers Champa a handshake after the match, and in a shocking turn of events, Champa actually accepts the handshake. The WWE Universe is hoping to see these two men fight again down the road. And later in the night, Cody Rhodes would defeat Seth Rollins to retain his opportunity to challenge the Tribal Chief at WrestleMania. On the Raw after Elimination Chamber, Dominic Dijakovic once again talks about being a fighting champion and decides to hold an open challenge. This open challenge would be accepted by his former Retribution teammate, Mustafa Ali. The two men have an outstanding match with Dijakovic picking up the win. After the match, the two men show sportsmanship and bury the hatchet after having beef with one another from their days in Retribution. But after the match, Rollins attacks Dijakovic, hitting him with a curb stomp and leaving him laying in the ring. And after the commercial, Rollins is asked about his action and says, Now that my focus is away from Cody Rhodes, I'm invoking my United States Championship rematch clause for next week on Raw. The match is made official by Triple H, and the graphic for the match is shown before the main event. On the next Raw, Seth Rollins gets his rematch against Dominic Dijakovic. Rollins shows some cowardly tactics during the first half of this match, but surprisingly fights fair in the second half. Dijakovic is able to kick out of a curb stomp, and Rollins is able to kick out of a feast your eyes. Rollins pulls out all the stops and even successfully hits a Phoenix Splash, but it still is not enough to put Dijakovic away. Rollins goes for a final curb stomp, but as Rollins places his foot on the back of Dijakovic's head, Dijakovic lifts his head up and Rollins is in the air. Dijakovic quickly gets up and catches Rollins. He puts him in the feast your eyes position and nails it to retain the United States Championship. As Dijakovic is celebrating, Rollins is behind Dijakovic and turns him around. Dijakovic is ready for a potential attack, but in a surprising moment, Rollins extends his hand. Dijakovic is hesitant as this could be a trap. But in the end, Dijakovic shakes his hand and Rollins raises Dijakovic's arm and leaves the ring to allow Dijakovic to continue his celebration. In the post-show interview, Dijakovic is asked about Rollins' show of sportsmanship. He says, I've always admired Seth as a competitor. Though it may have been at different times, we both come from the same background. You don't have to agree with how he does things all the time. But the fact is, he's one of the best wrestlers on this planet. And those are the kind of competitors that I look forward to facing. But just then, JBL walks into the room and looks at Dijakovic. JBL then says, you indie guys are all the same, and walks away to end the segment. The next week on Raw, we see an episode of Miz TV featuring Baron Corbin and JBL. The Miz asks JBL about his run-in with Dominic Dijakovic, and JBL says, guys like Dominic Dijakovic are exactly what's wrong with this business. All of these indie darlings are more concerned with how many stars their match gets instead of focusing on things that actually matter. They want to have these 30-minute matches where they beat the hell out of each other and then act like they love each other afterwards. And we've made this okay for far too long. And it makes me sick that these so-called wrestlers continue to get the attention because they're not wrestlers. They're circus performers at best. Baron then says, I don't put on 30-minute classics because I don't get paid by the hour. 
I could care less about what all, all these internet journalists think because at the end of the day, I'm not making money off of them. I make money from winning matches. And like I said, I don't get paid by the hour. The Miz agrees with them, and they all continue to mock guys like Dijakovic. But then Dijakovic comes out to confront them and says, you talk about how I came from the Indies? You may laugh at that, but coming from the Indies is something that I'm damn proud of. I didn't get my foot in the door on some reality show. I didn't get my foot in the door by succeeding at something else. I got my foot in the door by showing up, paying dues, and busting my ass day in and day out. And Baron, the reason I put on the matches that I do is because I love wrestling. You're just here for a paycheck. You're just here for yourself. I'm here for the love of wrestling and to make myself and the people around me better. JBL then says, you see, this is the exact kind of stuff I'm talking about. All of these, Dijakovic cuts off JBL and says, we get it, Boomer. No one cares. Dijakovic then turns his attention back to Baron and says, big man, if you don't work by the hour, then why wait? I'll just kick your ass now. Dijakovic then goes after Baron, but the Miz joins in. Baron and Miz beat down Dijakovic, but then Johnny Gargano makes the save, and Baron retreats with JBL and the Miz. After the commercial break, Johnny Gargano is seen with Dijakovic backstage, and Dijakovic thanks Gargano for making the save. Gargano says what they said tonight. They were talking to me, too. When they talk about one of us, they talk about all of us. So I've got your back. Dijakovic then says, that's great because I talked to Triple H and we're going to take them on in a tag team match later tonight. Gargano is excited and says, let's do this. Later on, we see the tag team match with Dominic Dijakovic and Johnny Gargano taking on Baron Corbin and The Miz. The match is slow and methodical when Baron and Miz are in control. But when Gargano makes the hot tag, the pace of the match increases as Dijakovic quickly takes the fight to both Baron and Miz. Miz is the legal man and Dijakovic covers for the pin, but Baron breaks it up. Gargano has recovered and fights Baron to the outside, but Baron hits a deep six on Gargano outside the ring to wipe him out. As Dijakovic has the Miz in position for the feast your eyes, Baron makes a blind tag. Dijakovic hits Miz with the Feast Your Eyes, but Baron quickly gets in the ring and hits the end of days on Dijakovic. He gets the win for his team. Baron now has a big ego boost as he's pinned the United States champion. And on the next week of Raw, Baron Corbin takes on and defeats Cedric Alexander in dominant fashion. After the match, Baron continues to attack Cedric. But Dijakovic makes the save and brawls with Baron. Dijakovic is about to hit the cyclone kick on Baron, but JBL pulls Baron out of the ring and they flee. Dijakovic then gets on the microphone and says, Baron, you want to prove that people like you are better than people like me? Because I really want to prove you wrong. So how about this? You and me one-on-one -on -one at WrestleMania. I'll put my United States Championship on the line just to prove my point. JBL yells back, We accept Baron is going to send you back to whatever bingo hall you came from. The match is made official later in the night, and a graphic is shown before the main event. 
We are now at the go-home Raw before WrestleMania, and both men are in action, selecting each other's opponents. Dominic Dijakovic selects Johnny Gargano as Baron Corbin's opponent, and Baron selects The Miz to take on Dominic Dijakovic. Baron has more trouble putting away Gargano than he did with Cedric, and it takes him significantly longer to do so, but Corbin picks up the win. Dijakovic also has a lengthy match with The Miz. Their match ends when Dijakovic is about to hit the Feast Your Eyes. But Baron attacks Dijakovic and the ref calls for the bell, disqualifying the Miz. Baron hits the end of days on the Dijakovic and stands over him with the United States Championship raised high. Baron then drops the belt on the Dijakovic and says, hold on to this for me, because after WrestleMania, it'll be coming home with me. It is now time for WrestleMania 39. It is night two of the event, and we are about to see the showdown between Dominic Dijakovic and Baron Corbin for the United States Championship. Baron Corbin makes his entrance with JBL in JBL's signature limousine. Dominic Dijakovic then makes his entrance, and we are ready for the United States Championship match. The bell rings, and both men go at it. It's an epic battle between two titans. The two take their fight to the outside and up to JBL's limo. Up on the stage, Baron is leaned against the driver's door and Dijakovic goes for a big boot. But Baron moves. The window breaks and as Dijakovic is trying to get his foot out of the window, Baron attacks Dijakovic's leg. Baron then opens the door, puts Dijakovic's leg inside and slams the door shut. Dijakovic is in pain and holds his leg as Baron taunts with the crowd booing. Baron then carries Dijakovic back to ringside and puts him in the ring. Baron continues to target Dijakovic's leg. Moments later, Baron applies a lucky 13, paying homage to his friend Corey Graves. Dijakovic is screaming in pain, but is able to use his arm strength to pull himself to the ropes for the rope break. Baron then picks Dijakovic up and goes for the deep six, but when Dijakovic is up in the air, he counters it into a DDT. Both men are laid out. Dijakovic takes time to rest his leg. As Baron gets back up, Dijakovic's leg feels better, and he makes his comeback against Baron. He then Irish whips him into the corner and clotheslines him. He then Irish whips Baron into the opposite corner and clotheslines him. He then hits Corbin with the sidewalk slam. He waits for Baron to get up and goes for the cyclone kick, but his leg gives him trouble and Baron capitalizes. Baron bounces off the ropes and pays homage to JBL by hitting the clothesline from hell. He pins Dijakovic and the ref counts one, two. Dijakovic kicks out. Baron then waits for Dijakovic to get back up. He goes for another one, but Dijakovic ducks and lifts him up for the feast your eyes. Dijakovic hits it, but in doing so, he hurts the bad leg and can't fully capitalize. Dijakovic drags himself over to pin Baron, and the ref counts one, two. Baron kicks out. Too much time has passed. Dijakovic then pulls himself back up using the ropes and takes time to recover his knee. Dijakovic sets up for the cyclone kick, but JBL gets up on the apron to distract him. Dijakovic grabs JBL and is about to attack him, but Baron Corbin jumps him before he can do it. 
Baron then hits the deep six on the Dijakovic and goes for the cover. One, two. Dijakovic kicks out. He's still in it. Baron picks up Dijakovic and goes for the end of days. But as Baron pulls him back to drive him into the canvas, Baron lands on the canvas. But Dijakovic flipped and landed on his feet. What agility! Baron gets up and is in disbelief. He charges towards Dijakovic, but Dijakovic hits him with a distance clothesline and covers him. One, two, wait a minute. JBL broke up the pin. The ref is about to disqualify Baron, but Dijakovic gets up and tells the ref to not do it. He looks at the ref and says, this is WrestleMania. This isn't how this should end. The referee then changes his mind, looks at JBL, winds up his hand, and ejects JBL from ringside. The crowd goes wild as Dijakovic waves goodbye to JBL, who's walking up the ramp. But when he turns around, Baron's back up and hits him with the end of days. Baron goes for the cover. One, two, no! Dijakovic kicks out. Baron is irate. He picks up Dijakovic, and he's about to hit another one. But as he pulls him in, Dijakovic counters with the forearm smash. He Irish whips Baron into the corner. But Baron goes under the ropes, around the ring post, and back into the ring. But when he's about to get back in and runs towards Dijakovic, he gets hit with a cyclone kick from out of nowhere. Dijakovic then picks him up, positions him for the feast your eyes, and nails it. He goes for the cover, and the ref counts one, two, three. Dominic Dijakovic has defeated Baron Corbin in an outstanding match to retain the United States Championship. After all of the trash talk and attacks, Dijakovic gets his revenge and celebrates his WrestleMania moment. And I feel like this is a good place to leave the big man story for now. I hope you enjoyed listening to how I would turn T-Bar back into Dominic Dijakovic. If you haven't already, go back and listen to all the other episodes, including the one where I talked about how I would book the rest of Edge's career. If you like content like this and more, be sure to like and share this episode and follow us on all of our platforms at foursidesiv.com. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we will see you next time. Peace.